KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Good morning. I'm Matt Hoffman. It's Monday, March 28th. California's public schools are forecasting a big enrollment drop. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. At the downtown federal courthouse this morning, the prosecution is resuming its testimony in the trial of Navy officers accused of bribery relating to the Fat Leonard scandal. Five officers are charged with accepting lavish gifts in exchange for steering ships to select ports. In 2013, Leonard Glenn Francis was arrested in San Diego. He later pleaded guilty to overcharging the Navy millions of dollars to berth ships around the Pacific. Thousands of Southern California grocery workers could be going on strike soon. Over the weekend, Ralph's, Vaughn's, and Albertson's employees voted to authorize a strike. The two sides have been bargaining for months and have so far failed to reach a deal. The vote doesn't mean a strike will automatically happen, but the move would allow one if no progress is made in negotiations. The union is seeking a $5 per hour wage increase. They argue that the current offer from stores would leave employees with less take-home pay due to inflation. Both sides are set to be back at the bargaining table on Wednesday. Scattered showers are expected across the county this morning as a cold front moves from the coast and into the mountains. Heavier showers are expected around midday today. There may be a slight break, but forecasters say that widespread showers are also expected in the late afternoon and into the evening. There could be thunderstorms as well. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news that you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. K-12 public schools across California are already struggling to come back from COVID, and they could be losing hundreds of thousands of students by the end of the decade. KPBS education reporter M.G. Perez explains why. The state is projecting California K-12 public school student enrollment will drop 9 percent by 2030. That means losing more than 500,000 students in the public school system. 
COVID accelerated the projection, along with the debate on the best funding formula for public schools. State legislators are currently considering funding based on overall enrollment numbers before they get worse, instead of the historic daily attendance method. San Isidro School Superintendent Gina Potter says the attendance requirement is punitive for struggling low-income families, especially those who are unhoused. That's not the system in California that provides a system of support for these families that are so vulnerable and who really need support and they don't need penalties. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. State lawmakers are taking action to extend eviction protections for Californians who are in rental assistance programs. KPBS Speak City Heights reporter Jacob Ayer says right now those protections are expiring this month. Help may be on the way for tenants using COVID-19 rent relief across the Golden State, but not everyone is happy. Southern California Rental Housing Association President Lucinda Lilly says Assembly Bill 2179 would hurt small mom-and-pop landlords who have been struggling throughout the pandemic. Of course, we'd like it to expire because we'd like to be able to move on past this. We feel that the the, the emergency is over and it's time to, to get on with being able to provide quality housing for all and expecting the renters to pay for their rent as well. The bill would extend eviction protections until June 30th. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. Under the proposed bill, protections would be extended for those who apply for relief by this Thursday. Owners of sports fishing boats have been worried for months about proposed air quality rules. Some even feared that the changes could put them out of business. But KPBS reporter Tanya Thorne tells us that a compromise has been reached. Sport fishing boat owners are breathing a sigh of relief after the California Air Resources Board reconsidered regulations on commercial fishing boats. Ken Frankie, the president of the Sports Fishing Association, says the new regulations are in line with upgrades boats have already been doing. Since 1998, half the fleet have already upgraded to Tier 3, the best engines that are available, the cleanest ones in the world uh, that we have available to us right now. And uh, the rest of them are, are in plans going to that. Frankie says there are 193 commercial fishing boats statewide. And they're happy CARB came to a compromise with the boat owners. CARB's new regulations require vessel owners to upgrade to the next less polluting engine available on the market by 2024. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. Coming up, Tijuana is becoming more than just a manufacturing hub. How technology is leading the way after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu.
There were nearly 1 million unfilled IT jobs in the US last year. That's a problem for tech companies, but an opportunity for IT professionals in Mexico. KPBS border reporter Gustavo Solis explains how Tijuana is becoming more than just a manufacturing hub. Maritza Diaz is the founder and CEO of iTijuana, a company that connects American businesses with Mexican tech workers. Her clients are mostly companies based in San Diego, and all of them seem to be having the same problem. Every time I ask my potential customers, what is your biggest problem? It's no longer the cost. The previous problem is just able to hire. They don't care where and how they want to hire because of all of this acceleration. Particularly here in California, when we compete with the big tech of Googles and Facebooks and AWS, it's almost impossible for mid to small companies to hire because every software engineer wants to go work there in the big tech. Diaz says everyone is struggling to hire software developers right now, particularly small to medium-sized companies who keep losing talent to tech giants like Google, Facebook, and Amazon. She views it as an opportunity for Tijuana. Traditionally, the tech sector has relied on countries like India and China to fill the labor gap, but companies no longer need to go that far. For us, being in San Diego, in this beautiful area, when Tijuana is only 20 to 30 minutes down the road, it does not make any sense to go to India or to go to China or the Philippines or anywhere but here. Tijuana offers several advantages. Developers there are highly trained, their salaries are half of what companies would pay in the U.S., and they avoid the logistical hurdles that come with hiring people half a world away. iTijuana started in 2019 and has already produced roughly 700 engineering jobs. Two of those went to Rachel Reyes and Andre Patino. I think there's a lot of opportunities here in Tijuana. That was Reyes, who started as a trainee and now develops mobile apps for a biomedical company. Patino collaborates with developers based in San Diego on a daily basis. So when you actually start working with people from the USA or from India or for different places, um, you start to learn from them and they start to learn from you. So it, it's a really fun thing to, to collaborate with different cultures and different environments. They're both aware that they're getting paid a lot less than what developers make in California. But they also say Tijuana's cost of living is much lower. So for them, it kind of evens out. Plus, Patino says that their education is way more affordable. I, I've heard the stories of people taking years and years to pay their student loans. Uh, Mexico is way more accessible. Um, we don't pay nearly as much as, as the U.S. does in university. But I do think they do a great job at, at teaching us. Diaz doesn't see the U.S. labor shortage getting any better in the short term. She thinks Tijuana has the potential to become Mexico's next big tech hub for a couple of reasons. First, the sheer number of openings means that visas for skilled labor are no longer a viable option. The H-1B visa program is capped at 65000 which is not nearly enough to fill the gap. Plus, companies can save a lot of money by hiring in Mexico. When you bring the worker here to the U.S., you're now paying U.S. salaries, right? I don't see any reason why companies need to apply for visas like that when they can actually drive 30 minutes and be there and have hundreds of engineers in Tijuana. Tijuana is a sister side of San Diego, so there's no reason to bring them here. They're already here. For young Tijuanenses, this means having an opportunity in tech without having to leave their hometown. So I think it can go way big. So um, I think there's definitely a lot of, of room for improvement, but the potential is there. So I think with the 
right focus and the right work, we can get it to grow into the next big tech hub. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. Research from Salk Institute and UC San Diego could make it possible to treat diseases in the brain using ultrasound. It relies on treating the brain like a concert hall. KPBS science and technology reporter Thomas Fudge explains. Ultrasound has the potential to cure diseases like Parkinson's and epilepsy by delivering electric current to affected cells. But focusing ultrasound on one part of the brain can cause injury. So scientists at UCSD have created what they call a diffuser that makes the ultrasound resonate throughout the brain. Building on research from the Salk Institute, UCSD researcher Aditya Vassan says they attach proteins to targeted brain cells to make them receptors of the treatment. We engineer cells to express these proteins, and we also develop ultrasound transducers that are capable of delivering a uniform sound field into an enclosed cavity like the skull. That uniform sound field is just what they want in another enclosed cavity, a concert hall. Engineering professor James Friend, also of UCSD, says the mathematical foundation of their use of ultrasound comes from studies of concert hall acoustics. My contribution here was to produce a diffuser on the sound source itself so that you have no echoes within that concert hall of the skull. The treatment would be non-invasive. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. The latest Disney Pixar movie, Turning Red, is winning praise for its diversity and representation, including a depiction of a common but little-talked-about medical condition. As KPBS North County reporter Alexander Wynn tells us, there may be a San Diego connection. Disney's Pixar's Turning Red is a coming-of-age story about Maylin Lee, a 13-year-old Chinese-Canadian girl going through puberty. The hitch is, if she gets too excited, she turns into a giant red panda. I'm a gross red monster! But this scene is the one that caught the attention of parents and kids with diabetes. One character has a blue patch in her arms that looks like a continuous glucose monitor. Internet users speculate the patch was one made by San Diego-based Dexcom. People recognize Dexcom right away. That's just the impact of um, the benefits that Dexcom's giving patients living with diabetes every day. That's Dexcom marketing manager Katie Campbell. She also has a son living with type 1 diabetes. Experts say when children see themselves depicted in popular media, it helps them establish a sense of self and shows they are not alone. Maybe I like this new me. Because the movie is set in 2002, Pixar says the patch shown is an insulin infusion set, not a glucose monitor. That device was not available then. Alexander Wen, KPPS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news on our website, kpbs.org. I'm Matt Hoffman. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great start to your week, and we'll be back with you tomorrow.
KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a blend of computer science, statistics, and domain expertise. Learn more about University of California San Diego's online Master of Data Science program at omds.ucsd.edu.